So welcome back to the Welcome to the World of Sports podcast. You know, it's the three of us. It's me, it's John Collar, and it's Eddie Lewis III. Well, this week, we're going to start off with some NFL action. So there's a lot of comebacks this week, a lot of craziness going on. And uh, I want to hear y'all takes on some of these comebacks. Which one surprised y'all the most? Um, I think the one that surprised me the most probably had to be the Raiders game just because I don't know. It was two of them that surprised me, the, the Dolphins and the Ravens, because, they, I mean, the Raiders, because they both were up. Uh, I mean, the Ravens were up big and the Raiders were up big and, you know, they found ways to lose. Uh, I think the Dolphins really only had one good quarter. Their defense looked bad. Uh, the Ravens also had a lot of miscues and coverage uh, in the fourth quarter, which allowed, Tyre, I mean, you know, Tua to do his thing. But I feel like both QBs put up spectacular numbers. Uh, and as far as the Raiders game, I just feel like the Raiders have to find ways to win games. Uh, I feel like Josh McDaniels is going to be under a microscope now after two rough losses. Uh, but the Cardinals, they fought and they found a way to come out victorious. And I got to give credit where credit is due. I feel like Kyler Murray was sensational when it mattered. I really do. And as for me, well, I agree for the most part. I feel like the the most the biggest comeback in my opinion had to be the the Dolphins and the Ravens because you know them boys just teed up in that fourth quarter in that fourth quarter they scored what twenty eight points like it just showed like what the offense can be especially with Tyreek and and Jalen like two one or two top fast duels in the league that that's kind of scary but just how fast they can put up points it's just like the Kansas City offense but now you got another. Speedster, just like Tyrell, Tyreek, and that. So that showed me like a glimpse of what could be if that can be consistent. It's gonna be scary for NFL teams. So I said that's the, that's the biggest one in my opinion. Uh, the one that surprised me the most, I would say, was the Cardinals versus the Raiders. Uh, just considering how they started that game, uh, they didn't look that great. Uh, but considering the fact that I called out Colin Murray last week, I said that. You know, some he was playing bad, and you know he ain't study, he ain't do all that. Uh, I was happy that he came back with this type of performance because some of the plays that he made towards the end of the year showed that okay, he is progressing, he is moving along. Uh, a couple of them two point conversions that he made was just crazy. The one where he ran all around and stuff that was just miraculous play. So I have to give it up to him. And uh, the other one I would say kind of surprised me was the Jets versus the Browns. The Browns had that game completely wrapped up. And then they let the Jets come back and win the game with like a minute and 55 seconds left. They was down by like two touchdowns. And they were led by Joe Flacco. So I'm like, okay, okay, it's a good, good comeback for him, I guess. You know, we haven't really heard his name in a while. But on the Brown side, it kind of was a bad look. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I just – I was surprised by that. Thanks. Uh, so moving on, you know – a lot we had a lot of comebacks, but we've also this year's been rocky, so we've had some disappointing teams. Uh just from y'all's perspective, what are some teams that you know have been disappointing or anything that y'all feel disappointed about up to this point in the season? Uh, you know, y'all could feel free to share that too. So one of the things that I'm pretty disappointed about is David's Mills performance uh for the Houston Texans. Uh, this was supposed to be his year. This is supposed to be his his coming out party. You know, we see him play 
pretty decent towards the end of the season last year. And just to think that, like, he hasn't progressed at all. Like, he he looks actually garbage. So I just – I can't I can't get behind him. Uh, and I think it's just time for us to, you know, tank this year and get Bryce Young. But that's just my opinion on it. That's a very interesting take, man. Um, I did say David Davis, um, however you want to say it, he was not the answer for the, the organization, you know. They've been through a lot, but – I wouldn't say that there were they were the most disappointing in my eyes. I say Cincy. Cincy has just been a letdown for me. Like I expect so much more from them coming off the Super Bowl, Super Bowl loss, and they're running their playoff run last year. Like just seeing them come together and just seeing what they're putting out now, like is is very sad to watch. Cause like them boys, the boys got the experience, they got the talent, like they're just not putting it out there. So they need to do whatever and get it together and practice so they can perform on the field, get it right. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Uh, uh, some that that has disappointed me up to this point in the season has been the Colts' play so far. You know, they they tied with Houston, a game that they easily should have won, and they were shut out against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that what won two games last year. So they've been they've been disappointed, very disappointed this year. Um, I expected them to be a playoff contender. And we haven't seen that from them yet. I feel like the defense has been playing horrible. And the offense has really gotten away from, you know, Jonathan Taylor. And he really should be the focal point of the offense. And I just feel like they're relying too much on Matt Ryan to get the job done uh, rather than feeding John, Jonathan Taylor the ball. So I feel like they need to start giving him the ball if they want any chance to win, you know. Yeah, I agree with y'all on that, on those takes that y'all have. But speaking – uh, of Davis Mills, the person on the other side of that ball was Russell Wilson, and we haven't been really impressed by his play uh, going into this season. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on his start to the season? Do y'all think that it's anything that we should be concerned about? And uh, yeah, what are y'all takes on that? I think it's a little bit too early to judge, but I definitely think we can uh, chalk it up as disappointment as well because of the player that we know Russell Wilson is. So we just expect more like into him to have an instant impact on the team. So um, I think right now it's a little of team chemistry with him, him being just getting there and trying to find his rhythm with these new guys. Um, maybe it's the offensive coordinator in the system. It's a lot we can put it on, but I'm going to say it's more so the chemistry side because at the end of the day, it's just football. No matter where you get traded to, where you play, it's all going to be football, just breaking down the X's and the O's. So. I just I think once it get more comfortable, then we go see the old rush, the rush we're accustomed to. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like uh, just him and his coach need to build that chemistry together. You know, uh, they talked about it a lot in the off season, but uh, we haven't really seen it translate to the field. So I feel like you know it's gonna take some time for them to you know learn what each other likes to do and stuff. So I feel like they need to build that chemistry. And I also feel like Nathaniel Hackett has to make better decisions as a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Because we we criticized him last week for kicking a 64-yard field goal instead of letting Russ cook, you know, and, and try to go for the win. So I just feel like he needs to be better as a coach and they need to build that chemistry. And that's going to take time, but I feel like it's all going to come together eventually, though. I think – and looking at the game, uh, I was looking at it closely because, you know, my Texas was playing. I know I keep bringing him up, but that's my team. Uh, looking at it closely, Russ, he looked like he lost a step a little bit to me. Uh, he looks a bit bigger. Uh, he's kind of 
not as mobile as he was before. I know as he is <laughs> in his older age, I understand, you know, you can't get around as much, but he's starting to look slow. And, you know, it's a little bit of his movement, you know, going through his progressions is look like it's a step behind. That could be because he doesn't know the offense. But personally, he, I mean, it was a lot of the throws that he made. He didn't even get his feet set. So it's just me personally, I think that he got a lot to uh, overcome this year, the new offense and all that. But I think he needs to do some looking inside to himself before he just, you know, blames it on the new system. I think he has a lot of mechanical issues that he needs to fix before we go say it like that. Um, by mechanical issues, what you mean by that? Because I think you're trying to fat shame the man. Look what it look like. No, I'm not I'm not trying to fat shame him, but I will say the pads do look a little bit tighter on him this year than they did before. But I will say that I think I think that he just needs to, you know, maybe trim a couple pounds. That's why he can't move around the way that he was before. But what's your thoughts? Well <laughs> I'm weak, uh, I don't feel like he lost a step. I just feel like it's the chemistry issue. It's gonna come together. They got the pieces to to you know build around him. I just feel like it's it's gonna come together there. And uh, I'm not sure. Did he play in a preseason? Cause I don't really think he did. So I feel like I feel like if he'd have got those reps in the preseason, got live game action, then we they they would be better now. They would be better for it now, but I feel like, you know, they're just going to need some more live live game action, more film on tape that they can go back and look at as far as, you know, making sure they get things right. Yeah, so moving on to another person in the quarterback position, uh, Trey Lance is going to be out for the season uh, with the season-ending injury. Uh, do y'all think that this will hurt the 49ers' playoff chances? And do y'all think that he'll make a good recovery and be the quarterback that we know him to be? I think that, you know, it's going to be tough for them both to make the playoffs, especially with Trey Lance going down and the offense, like, kind of moving towards catering for him. And now you got to go back to Jimmy G, who isn't the most mobile guy and more of a pocket passer. So I think they're going to have to find a groove with that. But it's Jimmy G. Like, he has experience, so he's not, like – no push or anything, but definitely, definitely, I say a step back with the offense. And then on the defensive side, you got both of that, you don't know how long he's going to be out either. So I say it's going to be a, a tough time for them to get to the playoffs and even make some noise. I feel like they still a contender. I feel like it helped them more than it hurt them because if we look at the, you know, if we look at Trey Lance's performance up until he got hurt, the offense was real stagnant, you know what I'm saying? They they weren't really moving the ball like they were supposed to. And also with him going down, I mean, yeah, Jimmy G's a, a pocket passer, but he also has an offensive mastermind for a head coach that's going, you know, the guys know who Jimmy G is. They just played with him last year. He brought him to the NFC Championship. So I feel like they can be a contender, you know what I'm saying? Because he's proven time and time again that he, he can lead that team to, you know, to the playoffs. So I feel like they'll they'll be all right uh in that aspect. Um and I feel like the guys are more comfortable with Jimmy G because you know they know his play style. They know, you know, how he operates. It's, it's, um other than like Trey Lance, you know, they were trying to learn the things that he likes. They were trying to like get build that chemistry with him. And I feel like they already got that in Jimmy G. So it's gonna help them more than it's gonna hurt them. Yeah, I agree with that, John. Uh, I think people forget that he was a quarterback that led them to the Super Bowl. I know he, he, a lot of time he gets the 
knock that he's more of a game manager than, you know, an elite quarterback. But, I mean, sometimes in, in certain situations, I mean, that that votes better for your team. And you, like you say, they already know uh, his play style. So it's not really much of an adjustment for them. They're just picking off where they picked up at in the Super Bowl season. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think they uh, – I think they'll benefit more than anything. But Eddie, I see you shaking your head. What's up? Bro, ain't no way you just said elite, bro. Elite. No, I said I said people knock him because he's not as elite as other people. Like they say he's not elite, he's more of a game manager. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he'll never win you a game, but he won't lose you one either. He sure can lose you one. He sure can throwing throwing the interception. I feel like he on that same level with Kirk Cousins. Nah, he a little bit worse. He a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins will show you. I don't know. You know, don't do that now. Kirk Cousins just on Boy, prime time, that's when he not. That's when he don't show up. But don't give me started on Kirk Cousins from last night, boy. Please don't give me started on. No prime that. time. That's what I'm saying. Like if it's a no again, nobody care, but nobody watches. Jimmy G show up at all times, bro. Jimmy G show up at all times. John, he show up at all times. He put up consistent numbers, boy. Go Kirk Cousins, nobody's Super Bowl, and look, I, Jimmy G ain't scaring nobody. Kirk Cousins will never take a team to the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins ain't scaring nobody either, boy. You crazy? And the Saints. Man, boy, we not worried about none of that, boy. We not worried about none of that. I promise you, we not. Ooh, who, who are you worried about then? We ain't worried about nobody, because guess what? We what? like that. You we like that? Like that. I think, I think somebody else disagree with that one. Like that. I'm just saying, we like that. I guess. Keeping it with the quarterback position again, uh, my NFC uh, championship pick has been playing real good, the Eagles. But their quarterback has been leading the charge. Jalen Hurts has been playing great. He's been having a good season so far. Do y'all think that this is a sign of more things to come? Or do y'all think that this is just, you know, a good start and we have to wait until the end of the year to see what's going on? I definitely feel like it's a sign of what's to come because I feel like we're starting to see Jalen Jalen Hurts has gotten better year after year. So, like, I feel like he's, he's taking that next step as a quarterback. So, I feel like with him doing that, they, they definitely are contenders. And I feel like they're deep and talented on both sides of the ball, mainly at receiver and in the secondary, because you, you look at it, you got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith at receiver. And on the back end on in the secondary, you got Darius Slay and James Bradbury. So I mean, I feel like they can be real contenders in this league. Especially they're gonna come out of their division because Dallas ain't putting them no fight. Maybe New York, but I don't think so. They on a Eagles on a whole different level right now. Angle up, bro. Like I can't, I can't disagree with you, bro. Like at the beginning of the year, I was not feeling the Eagles like coming, coming like this for sure. But I mean, I always love Jalen Hurts. You know, he's from Houston. He is from the East Side, so I'm always support him. But just looking at the roster and what they had and from previous. I wasn't expecting this, but I've seen like they they probably got a, a great shot to make it now. I think so. But y'all know I ain't got no debates with this. This is proving more so what I had said in the beginning of the year, you know. So I mean, I do think I do think we kind of jump in the gun just a little bit. You know, it's two games. I'm not gonna overreact, but I wouldn't be surprised because it was my pick, and I think that they will continue this uh, path that they're on right now. All right, uh, so moving on, you know, we got some drama down in the bayou this weekend. 
with uh Tampa Bay Bucks and the Saints. Uh Evans and Lattimore continuous beef. You know they had their big brawl that everybody's seen on social media. Uh what are y'all thoughts on that? I'm gonna give my thoughts last. I'm gonna let y'all go. What are y'all thoughts on uh this Evans and Lattimore beef? And do y'all consider Tampa Bay and the Saints as one of the the uh one of the best rival well one of the yeah, one of the best rivalries in, in the league right now? I'd say right now, for sure. Like, well, especially Mike Evans and Martin Latimer, for, for sure. Like, them boy on, on site with, like, if, I think if they see each other in the street, like, they go really get down, like, type, bro. Like, that's wild, bro. Just seeing, like, them battle and, like, Marshawn get the better of him most of the time, but Mike Evans come have these moments where he shows up and then take – they both take shots at each other all game, so – just looking at it like you always, it's like a, it's like a time. Like you know, it's coming at some point. Like it just go boil over, and they go have to get into it. They go have to scrub, scrub it out. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I like, I like seeing, seeing, seeing people fight. I mean, I don't want nobody to get hurt, but I love seeing a little, good little squabble. Like you feel me? It's men. Let them do that. Do it that. Do your thing. I don't think nobody should have got suspended though. But that's what it is. Uh, I was cool with it. Uh... You know, you're always supposed to protect the quarterback. Only thing I did have to say about it, you know, it seems like it seems like you know Mike Evans is always in these type of, type of situations with Marshawn Lattimore. I think that you know, I felt I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't make me feel the right way because he kind of was coming from the other end. You know, being a man face, if you're gonna push him like that, but you know that that was my only critique with it. You go protect the quarterback for sure, but. Don't don't just come running from the other side trying to hit somebody. I mean, me in my face if you don't do that. That's my critique. All, right, all right, look, bro. But uh Leonard, he pushed, bro, and then he pushed, he like kind of choked him. And then that's when Mike Evans came in. So he saw Mike Evans coming in, bro. He saw Mike Evans coming in. Like he could have, I mean, like dodged or something, but like at that point, it was too late. Like he got his and then that's a that's a big body. So that's why he flew, but he I wouldn't say it's a cheap shot, but it wasn't the best. Like he could have, he could have. Hey, come here, but he ain't. You feel me? <laughs> it's all right though. <laughs> I'm itching to talk about this, boy. Uh, I think that I think that the Saints in Tampa Bay is one of the the best rivals right now because you know them boys go at it every time they see each other. It's like like there's real smoke between them two teams. But uh, Evans and Lattimore, I just feel like. If you look at the stats, my boy Lattimore is it, the, my boy Lattimore had a ball clamp every every game. I mean, yeah, of course Mike Evans have his his key moments, but yeah, Lattimore do his, his do his thing for the most part. I just feel like as far as the brawl, Tom Brady is is a real you know because he he started he the one started the argument anyways. I ain't gonna say what he told my boy Marshawn on the field, you know, because. We, this is a, a PG rated show, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, he started it, and then Leonard, you know, Leonard gonna come, you know. I I ain't mad about the Leonard Fournette thing because as, as a running back, you you supposed to come in and protect your quarterback, you know, pick up for your quarterback. But I feel like Mike Evans was real. He was down bad for coming in and pushing Marshawn, you know, because bro. I mean, he did kind of catch him off guard a little bit because you know he was fussing with the mother boys, and then and then Mike Evans just gonna run out of nowhere and push that man. But I feel like, and then another thing I want to say, Mike Evans talk about Marshawn Lattimore was a little too emotional. I feel like he is always the emotional, the emotional one 
Marshawn Lattimore ain't never doing that. He he always just gonna talk. That's part of him. That's part of his game. He gonna talk regardless, no matter what receiver he going up against. He might talk a little more against Mike Evans because there's history in between. But I feel like Mike Evans is always the one that that's trying to fight and 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 push and shove and all that type of stuff. When Marshawn Lattimore wouldn't even worry about him on that play, you know what I'm saying? He came in and did his thing, and out of the blue, you know. So. I feel like he he was the emotional one in that situation. I feel like he always the emotional one in them type of situations. But maybe it's just because I'm a biased, you know, Saints fan, but I feel like it, it's always that way with them too. Hey, John, I got a question uh, for you about that. Uh, not not so much more about the fight, but more on the Saints end after the scuffle. Uh, Jameis kind of threw a lot of picks in that game. Do you think that this is something that y'all should worry about as far as y'all trying to make it to the championship, or was this just Jameis being Jameis? Nah, I feel like, you know, I feel like the team never really settled down after that fight. Like, if you look at it, we never really settled down after the fight. Defense didn't play to the standard that they played, you know, for majority of the game. And I feel like Jameis was trying to be the hero a little too much, you know what I'm saying? Trying to win, trying to you know, against his old team. I feel like he's trying to make plays that weren't necessarily there uh, after that fight. So I feel like – I don't feel like it's something um, that we should worry about. I feel like he's going to bounce back because he played good against the Falcons, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like he'll be – it's not something that we should really worry about. Yeah. So uh, after this break, we're going to come back. I'm going to give you all my top five teams uh, up until this point. Week three, and we're gonna talk about the Bills and LSU and the Black Spotlight. Y'all don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Welcome to the World of Sports podcast. So now, uh, I'm gonna give y'all my top five. Y'all know I've been doing my top five uh, the, the last two weeks. I did uh, corners first and then receivers. Well, this week, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm going to give you all my top five teams after the first two weeks of the season. Uh, I'm going to start at five, and then I'm going to work my way up to one. Uh, Starting at five, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think that the Eagles, they're really talented. I think Hurts is taking that next step as a QB, and I think with the talent that they have on both offense and defense, they can be a force not only in the NFC but as – but in the NFL as well. Um, at four, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. I feel like that defense, that defense is real. And I feel like the offense will come together. You know, people talking about their offense, but y'all got to remember, they got Tom Brady. Y'all really think Tom Brady about to sit here and let it, this offense be bad? I don't think so. Uh, so at three, I got the L.A. Chargers. I feel like this team will be tough to beat when they're fully healthy because of the pieces that they have on both sides of the ball. And Herbert has been playing at a, a very different level these last two weeks, especially um, what I've seen from him after he hurt his ribs and was still able to play at a high level. I think that this team will be tough to beat. At two, I got the team that beat them, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are 2-0, and Pat Mahomes is proving that he doesn't really need Tyreek Hill to be an elite quarterback and win games in this league. And uh, at one, I got the Buffalo Bills, you know, They've just been dominating all facets of the game these last two weeks. Uh, and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs have looked like the best at their position through two weeks. So 
it's gonna I feel like this team is gonna be hard to beat, especially the way that the both the offense and defense have been playing uh so far. What y'all think about my list? Y'all like it? It's a it's a list or what? I, I think it's an A list just just because you can only put five teams on there. Uh, I would have liked to seen to have seen the Dolphins on there somewhere because if we go on strictly off, you know, people who look good this year, I would ha- would like to pick a team that hasn't took a loss this year. Uh, the Chargers have, but I mean, I understand that you know they did play against one of the teams that was also on the top five, and the Dolphins haven't done that yet. So I- I'm cool with the list. I think that's a good list. Yeah, I, I like the list, but um, for me, I I switched a couple of things. <clears throat> At five, I actually have Miami, just because like what I what I what are the, the clips, bro. Like just that that little piece in the fourth quarter, like that's scary to me. Like if they can just find a way to be consistent, bro, like they gonna be a tough team to beat. Um, At four, I, I agree with you. I had Tampa Bay. Now at three, I I put the cheese right there. I put the Chiefs at three just because the Eagles, like, they surprised me. I had to put them a little higher. So I put I had the Eagles at two, and uh, the Bills, of course, at number one. Now, with your take on um, on Chargers, like, I love the Chargers. That, that was high on my list. But after these injuries, like, he, he banged up now. So I don't know if he going to come out the same. And then now they don't got Kenny Allen right now. So I'm going to have to, like, just put them down for right now and just see when they get back. When they, when they held it, they're a top five team, in my opinion. But. Right now, I can't put them right there. Uh, yeah, that's understandable. Oh. I'm a, I'm gonna just uh rebut re- re- on y'all Dolphins point. I feel like the Dolphins, you know, they had one good quarter, um, you know, and the Ravens defense kind of helped them out. Cause I mean, how you let Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill get behind y'all defense? That's something that should never happen. Uh, and I feel like the week before they they beat up they beat a Patriots team uh, that's not really good. You know what I'm saying? They're not really – they don't really have no key players that stick out to you, you know? So I feel like that's that's why I didn't put, you know, uh, Miami on the list. And I feel like the Chargers uh, – well, they say that Justin Herbert, his his injury shouldn't be too bad and he can play through it. And, I mean, from what I've seen Thursday night, he, he slung that ball just as good as – if he wasn't hurt. So that's why I got them on the list. But I, I respect y'all points. I mean, y'all y'all list, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing that I would have to take into account, I mean, like you were saying, the Dolphins, they did play one good quarter. But I feel like that says a lot about how they can come back from adversity. Uh, even if you get, even if they come out slow and they get down, in a, in a sense, they can still come back. This feels like an explosive amount explosive ability, explosive element that they haven't had in previous years and that I didn't expect from Tua. So, I mean, I was happy to see that. But, I mean, I'm cool with Liz. I would say I'd probably lean a little bit more towards Eddie Liz just because of the Dolphins. I want them in there. But besides that, everything else in your list, I like. For sure, for sure, man. We're going to see how good the Dolphins is this week because they got the Buffalo Bills. They got mm. the little bills this week. So we're going to really see how good they is. That's all I'm going to say. That's a good test right there. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Super Bowl contenders? 100%. 100%. I mean, the bro, they've just been playing lights out on both sides of the ball. I ain't seen nothing like this in a while. 
as far as a team that's that's got it going on both sides of the ball. So I feel like they're they're favorites really right now. Really, I don't see nobody beating them if they can sustain this level of you know that they got going on. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent agree with you. Like they've been my favorite. But if if they all stay healthy, bro, I don't think nobody can mess them at all. Like Diggs, bro, he he's showing everybody like. You got like to talk for number one now, like. You like yeah, that, bro. Everybody. Three touchdowns, that boy going off on sideline. I'm him. All that. <laughs> the crazy out like a demon. Hey, we hear you, bro. We see you, bro. Keep doing your thing, bro. Yeah, he like that. You man. think, Brett? Yeah, I'd have to agree with y'all. I do think that they are Super Bowl favorites at this current moment. But the only thing that I would say is I haven't really seen them be faced with adversity yet. And this will be the week that I feel like they will face that adversity. I think – if the Dolphins bring their end of the bargain and the Bills bring their end of the bargain, we're going to see just how good they are. Because, I mean, that's the final piece to it. They've been whooping up on people. But what you going to do when some people whoop back up on you? So I'm excited to see this week. Just a little side note, them boys averaging 36.8 points a game. That's scary, bro. The offense is scary. But I would say, like, their biggest – their biggest um weakness probably gonna be their secondary, and that's 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 sad because like that everything else is is on point. Like in the secondary is strong, so if you saying that's the weakest link, then that's scary, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, like they go they they secondary go goes for sure. We test with this speed now. You got two speed things on the, on the edge, bro. Like we gonna see what they really about on defense. Bro. I think the only thing that's gonna hurt them is Trey White still being out. That's gonna hurt yeah. them. They got these young corners playing. But I feel like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer playing that safety, they're they going to be all right. They're going to be all they right. They got that boy Von Miller rushing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oliver. Boy, he on a different out. level. I think yeah, Oliver out. Yeah, he yeah he didn't play last night. I don't know if he going to. And Gabe Davis. I don't know if Gabe Davis is going to play either. But Oh, that's a big loss right there. I mean, shit, they put up 41 points without him last night. So Yeah, you're right. Hey, but I feel like Von on a, on a, he on a mission this year, bro. What? He trying to get back to back, boy. I don't blame him. But on the topic of teams with something to prove, uh, LSU, they played against Mississippi State last Saturday. Uh, and they it was it was a, a win, to say the least. Uh, what do y'all have to say about their performance and how they started, and most importantly, how they finished? Well, going to the game, man, I was, I was kind of just sad. At, in, in the first quarter, like, just seeing them move the ball, then not finish, and then Jaden not trust himself in a way and just not throwing the ball and run every chance to go. Like, if the pocket was collapsing, the first thing he'd do was run and not even look to throw the ball. Like, that was kind of frustrating for everybody in the stands. Everybody's, he throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And even the coach getting on him. It's just a lot. But he finally, he finally started throwing the ball. You see what happened. And when they move fast, that's when they play the best. So I feel that if they keep up this tempo, then they might have a chance to make a, a big push in, in the uh, SEC and you know, surprise a lot of people. So I think they can they can they can be good, bro. Honestly. Yeah. I feel like the defense, the defense played extremely well. Uh especially against the air raid offense that all they want to do is pass, pass, pass. I feel like the defense played extremely well against um against Mississippi State. I just feel like Jaden has to become a better passer. He has to go through his reads and trust his arm. I feel like he don't trust his arm enough, you know, as a quarterback. That's why he always 
taking off and, and running. I just feel like once he he trusts his arm enough, we'll be all right. And I'm glad that we we finally got like a consistent O line. You know what I'm saying? With and we started two freshmen at both tackle spots, and they didn't allow they allowed zero pressures the whole game. So I feel like we're gonna be coming together. We could keep this up. We're gonna make some noise in the SEC. I agree with both of y'all. Um, one thing I will say is that I did notice during the game that towards the end of the game, it seemed like Brian Kelly kind of sped up the offense a little bit, give, gave uh, Jaden Daniels a chance to make quicker reads. Because, you know, like we were just talking about, it seems like he doesn't want to get through his progression. So the more that you can give him open looks early and often, I feel like it'll help the offense. So I did notice that. And uh, I think if they can keep with this up-tempo offense and then the fact that he got, you know, legs, it, it, it'll be a good offense and, you know, diverse offense. So if they can keep that up, I think we can make a run towards whatever. But we'll, we'll make a run. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the offense was a lot more comfortable in the second half than they were in the first. And that's what we really need to see from them. We need to see the offense comfortable all four quarters. Cause I feel like the offense, if the offense is good, that's gonna drive the team. But uh, after this break, you know we're gonna end the show with our black spotlights as we always do. So uh, y'all don't want to miss it. I feel like we got some good ones this week. We'll see y'all then. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, as y'all know, we always do our spotlight to uh spotlight the black community since we don't get much love in this world. Uh, but this week I'm gonna just go ahead and start it. My black spotlight is Ty Bowles. Um, even though he played against my Saints and they won, I I gotta give him his flowers because I like seeing black coaches succeed in a league that doesn't give them um uh, much many opportunities. So uh. I just feel like Ty Bowles is doing a good job in uh, Tampa, especially with his uh, offensive coordinator, Byron Lef Lefwich, who is also, a, uh, you know, he is also a black man. And so I just feel like he's doing a good job leading the team and calling the defense as, you know, Tampa is one of the top defenses in the league. So uh, my black spotlight goes to Ty Bowles this week. Uh, what about y'all? Yeah, I picked Inky um, Johnson. He's a former Tennessee player and Big name in the in the industry for a motivational speaking, man. He just I've been watching him for a long time since middle school at that, man. Just hearing his story and just how he keeps going and how he uses uses his motivation that he had for the game and just giving it to these young players not a day, man. That just that's beautiful to watch, man. As a black man, you just you look for people like you that have been there and know what it takes and I think it's good to have people like him that's giving us encouragement and showing us that it can be done. So proud to, uh, proud to say Inky Johnson in my black spotlight, man. Keep doing it. Yeah. My black spotlight for this week is uh, Asia Wilson, or better yet, I should say NBA, not NBA, WNBA champion Asia Wilson. Uh, they just won a championship this year. She played really well. Uh, I mean, but what, what else did we expect? We already know how she performed on the court one of the most dynamic WNBA players we've seen. Uh, Four-time WNBA All-Star, uh, Rookie of the Year. You know, the, she's got accolades. We already know that. But not only that, but breaking barriers for women in, in the sports. 
especially black women. So I just have to give her credit and congratulations on her new championship. And, you know, I'm happy for her. Most definitely. Congratulations to the Aces, man. Shout out my cousin, Sydney Colson. Big champ. Indeed. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. So uh, I think that's all we got for y'all this week. Uh, check back with us next week, and we're going to continue to give y'all this uh, content, continue y'all to get continue to give y'all the best content. We're going to try to continue to give y'all the best content. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and comment if you're watching on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to the audio, uh, I just want to say thank y'all for continuing to support us uh, week in and week out. And uh, that's all I got. Y'all got anything y'all want to say? Get that dub. <laughs> 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 I can't say nothing about that one. All right. <laughs>